Hey, Nomad Athlete Radio listeners, Matt Frazier here. Just in case you missed yesterday's episode, I wanted to explain quickly what's going on. This week, Doug and I are playing the recordings of the daily plant-based morning show as we do them uh, so that you can get a taste of them here on Nomad Athlete Radio. We're only doing it for this week. If you like what you hear, you can go subscribe just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. Again, the name of the show is The Plant-Based Morning Show, or you can join us live and actually be a part of the conversation every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and a bunch of other channels. Just look for Nomad Athlete there and join in. That's all. Enjoy the show. Hey, Matt Frazier here. We had a fun Friday episode of the Plant-Based Morning Show. We've been a week or two without any audio issues, but today we did have some. Uh, Not as bad as they've been in the past, but I just wanted to give you a heads up that between minutes like 5 and 10, it gets a little bit choppy, uh, and we had to use the Instagram recording. So if you really don't like bad audio, just skip to minute 10. Uh, But if you can handle something a little bit lower quality than usual, then uh, you should be good. Hope you enjoy it. Hey everyone, happy Friday. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Plant-Based Morning Show. Always, uh, I think the best show of the week, the most fun. We're just in good spirits. Got some good good articles planned today, actually some really good ones. And uh, keeping it kind of light, not too intense. I, I enjoyed yesterday's episode when we had a lot of fun jokes and it wasn't too, just, you know, too much debate, too much serious stuff. Uh, we bring it on Doug in just a second here. I see Bianca's here. I see Dale Stevens is here. Juliana's here. Uh, all the... All the regulars. There's Doug, and I've got a surprise that I'm going to bring up as soon as Doug is on. Uh, let's see if I can let him in. You may hear that whimpering revealing my surprise. Uh, let's see. All right, Doug has been added to the multi stream, and Doug here. There he is. I'm here. What's the surprise? Oh. My surprise. Oh, my goodness. Very cute, aren't they? They are very cute. What are they? Uh, we don't know. They're they're sort of lab, some things. All right, Aaron, you can get them out of here. Uh, we don't know. They're mixes. They're they're just they were just at the the animal place, whatever whatever it is. Uh, said they were too, too full, dying to get foster families. So we said, well, that seems like a perfect thing for us to do. <laughs> um, and it it was perfect. And then it got crazy the past few few days. Yesterday, uh, yesterday things came to a sort of a climax with the puppies. Oh, let's hear it. The, it was so. I had uh, I'm a daughter's soccer practice. I went out to the. She's it's near the wine store, the the uh, Total Wine. So I went there because they have a good non alcoholic beer selection. So I got some nice alcohol free Guinness. I was really excited about that because we talked about it on the podcast yep. or on this. Um, Stephen had said that it was pretty good, so I got that. I was very excited to try it. Uh, got home from that. Oh, before the the practice, while we were eating dinner, one of the one of the puppies took a dump on the rug, uh, and not just not just any rug, but one of those like fiber rugs. I don't know how to describe it. They're in like a lot of like uh, coastal sort of living rooms. You know, it's like a woven, almost like a hemp yeah, yeah. kind of okay. rug, uh-huh, like a rug. Sure. So it does, you can't get it out of there. It just it's in the fibers from the beginning. Uh, so we had to take that out in the yard and like hose it with a hose and hang it over the soccer room. So like dinner was delayed. Um, just really rough it left tons of dishes in the sink and we all went to soccer practices separate ways <laughs> um so i got back with my guinnesses non-alcoholic guinnesses i was all excited pile of dishes in the sink i saw so i stuck one in the freezer because they were warm i said i'm gonna have this and get these dishes done i'm gonna have a nice guinness when i'm done so i started working on dishes i left the beers out next to the fridge uh the other ones because i just went right to the dishes and so aaron came home then with holden from her from his practice and the puppies went right and started chewing on the beer 
you know, cartons that were on outside of there. So Aaron picked up one of them, so I put them away. Because I had taken one Guinness out of the four-pack cardboard kind of thing, another one just fell right out and hit the floor and burst open, <laughs> and it sprayed all over the ceiling <laughs> on three different walls. I, I mean, I couldn't believe the size of the explosion from this Guinness can. It must be because of the special, uh, you know, whatever the whatever that nitro stuff is that uh-huh. they do. But it it was the biggest beer explosion I've ever seen without like intentionally shaking it up. And like, and our house is still kind of new and the walls are nice and white and mostly still kind of smells like a new house. Um, so it was just a huge cleanup project. Oh my gosh. And we were, we were cursing the puppies cause they, they're, they were the root of the problem again. Um, and so they're just, they're just, they're wearing on everyone, but we're, we're working on it and they are cute and we enjoy them. <laughs> So we're trying to remind oh, ourselves of that. That's funny. That's really funny. You know, that's why I'll never have a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> that's the you, reason, you right there. You wouldn't do it just for that reason. For that reason, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to have. I don't have to worry about my beer exploding. I know, but they're so they're so lovable. And if you and if you have a puppy, if you're gonna have a dog, and I'm not saying everyone should because it's, it's a huge thing. Uh, but if you don't have a, if you don't have them as puppies and you can't like cradle them, things that they won't ever grow to let you do that. But they'll never get that level of trust that they'll get if you have them as a puppy. That uh, can't be true. Is that no, right? it is. It's really true. I mean, it's, it's been true in my experience that if you have them mm. as a puppy, they'll just, even when they're old, they'll let you, but if you adopt one at when, like one year old, uh, they're, they're past the phase of trusting someone at that level. I think. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe, maybe there are exceptions, but that's been my experience. Mm. Anyway, I did eventually have the Guinness, uh, and. Oh yeah. Yeah. How was it? Really surprised at how good it was. Um, first of all, I, I congratulated myself for, have it making positive choices because of the show. We've talked a lot about the negative choices <laughs> that we've made to increase the make meat consumption. Uh-huh, sure. Yeah, I don't know. It was a good thing. So I tasted it, and it, you know how Guinness, like, of all beers, Guinness has a, a very distinct, like, bitter taste to it. Do you, do you get that? I mean, stouts in general have that. But yeah. Guinness, I mean, maybe because it was my kind of first stout that I had when I was younger, uh, it's always just had, like, a very toasty so like this had that bitter flavor and i think it mm. maybe i think a lot of non-alcoholic beers might have some some of this sort of almost almost like an off flavor but it worked perfectly well in the guinness it tasted just like it um maybe not just but very much but then i noticed that i didn't finish it and that's pretty rare like if i pour a beer i almost always am going to finish mm. what i poured uh and so i drank like three quarters of it and then just sort of didn't want more and i, I so i think there's something something is missing that is making me say i don't you know had enough of that uh yeah, it's that really good feeling that alcohol gives you. <laughs> good to that. I, you know, I don't often credit that. Like, say that's the reason I would drink a beer, but uh, who knows? Maybe it is. And it says, I don't know. So anyway, it was a good experience, and I, it, honestly, it sort of scratched the itch. Uh huh. So is it is it nitro or is it the like uh, just non nitro version? Nitro. It's the it's the tall cans with the thing in there, the widget or whatever. Oh, okay. Thing oh, yeah, okay. Uh, so it was, it was good. I, I was, I was very much, uh, pleased with, with the Guinness experience. I, again, my two, now my two favorite non-alcoholic beers that I've had have been stouts. So I think that's a, hmm. my NA style to go with. All also right. picked up, uh, also picked up the Sam Adams, just the haze that you and I have talked about. Yeah. Another good non-alcoholic. Mm-hmm. So, um, maybe I'm going down the road again. We'll see. Confirm or deny wine is not typically vegan. Uh, good question. I would say, I guess it depends what you mean by typically. I think if you just go to a random grocery store in the U.S. and buy a wine, and I don't, I somehow have the sense that red wine is a worse offender than white, but that could be wrong. Uh, 
there's a very good chance I think that they have used some sort of animal products in the in the process, like like you know something in the filtering or something to get it perfectly clear or whatever. Uh, I don't know. In beer, they use icing glass, which is like the fish bladders uh, that have been dried. Somehow they help the stuff coagulate and fall out. But I think if you go to like I think especially the older world wine or old world wines, um, I think you're more likely to have traditional processes. Though if you find them in your grocery store, though. To me, like once it gets to that level of wine yeah. production size, that it's more likely to be that. Um, so I, I honestly don't know. Uh, I, I what I tell myself is that the wines I drink are more often the ones that I don't think are likely to to have that stuff in them. Um, but I don't, it's hard because with that, like, it's not as easy. Even with beer, it wasn't that easy. But it seems like with wine and beers, like the you often can't get an answer to to that because they do different things batch to batch or factory location to location. Right. Uh, like with running shoes, like where you can't always find out which ones have what. Um, but yeah, that's a good question. And it's never one I've let kind of bother me, but I suppose if you were like the purest sense, uh, you know, you should be, you should be confirming that with every wine you drink, but that, that'd be hard if you yeah. wanted to do it. Bianca said that, she, yeah, she's noticed that more wines have uh, the vegan label on them now. That is true. I've seen that for sure. Uh, including, including some of these old world wines. Which is just, I don't know, again, I always am surprised by the word vegan on things from Italy and Spain. But we talked to Stephen about that a few weeks ago, or a few days ago, uh, that they use it all the time over there. Anyway, um, I mean, it's exciting show today. It's Friday. Fridays are always fun. I've got a special audio clip that I added to the... Uh, okay. So Aaron says audio is good on Instagram. Um, all right, moving on. So, Doug, you, as I put together a show plan... And um, we're excited to cover it, but we you you alerted me of something. We got that, some breaking news here. <laughs> news that that if you don't read Fortune.com, you may have this. <laughs> we may be breaking this story uh, in many ways. Uh, I've got to pull it up here. The headline is: Beyond Meat fires nose biting executive, cuts sales outlook, and says it will lay off a fifth of its staff. Uh, so that's that's a pretty big deal because we just we just talked about uh, a couple of days ago Impossible laying off six percent Impossible Foods laying off six percent and that was a bad thing. So this is twenty percent, uh, and this comes on the heels of lots and lots of bad news for Beyond Meat uh, with the yes. stock price you know having plummeted and uh, it just not not a not a good vibe right now in the whole plant based meat industry. Um, just does not seem like much good stuff happening. But I'm glad we got rid of the uh, the nose-biting guy. I think that's probably a good thing that we don't have him anymore. Uh, and I don't know. Apparently, Ethan Brown's been a vegetarian since high school. I was uh, I was reading some other criticisms of the marketings and things like that um, of these companies. And someone pointed out that because he's a vegetarian, he, he sort of has clouded vision and he doesn't know how to kind of reach the mainstream you know, person, he, he, he like always assumes that, that people are going to go for this because they, they have some, you know, some natural okay. desire to All do right. this. All right. Uh, yeah. I can, and, and I, can I mean, understand that. Right. And so this, this thing I was reading, which I, I think we should cover it next week. Uh, once we've had a little space from the, uh, the intense episode on Wednesday. Uh, but this thing was saying that these companies should be going like more after, like, just say like, Hey, this is a, this is a, a meat for people who love animals or people who love pets. Right, like just a mainstream customer, because tons of people say they love animals and they yeah, just go right. on eating them. Um, and so he was sort of saying, I guess that like, I don't know, that that a vegetarian couldn't kind of come up with that approach. <laughs> that it'd be much more of a a mainstreamer's approach to say like, this is just for for the every man, every woman who loves pets, doesn't want to be vegetarian, but 
would like to eat somewhat less meat because they love animals like that. Meat um, for animal lovers. I, you know, I can get behind that. Yeah. It seems like a, kind of maybe a mainstream thing. It's weird because we've always said that like the animal friendliness is, is not the way to go. You got to lean on personal health because that's sort of what's in it for me and, and the environment maybe. Um, so it would be odd if the thing that brought this to mainstream was, you know, you love animals. Um, so anyway, who knows? But what, what was interesting to me is that I don't think this guy who, the, the guy who bit the nose, I don't remember where, what his name was, maybe Ramsey or something. Uh, he came from Tyson foods, I think. So I'm just guessing he was not vegetarian or vegan or anything like that. Uh, so anyway, so I'm, I'm just one, I don't know. It's weird. I just wonder like what the culture is there, uh, that they've got this mix of executives and like, do people really care about the movie or should they, is it, is it better to have people who, who aren't, you know, kind of died in the wool vegetarian vegans or is it or is it uh is it better to have you know a mix i don't know no idea but you know that biting nose is not a good thing for a company i don't think so he's gone <laughs> that's good he's gone um, but they've also lowered their earnings estimate by a lot i think they had already lowered it from from something above 500 million down to 470 ish now they're down to 400 to 425 um so just just bad news i don't know not 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 a great uh trend that the fake meats especially especially the big ones that that they are on right yeah now. you know you know what i don't you know they're like we've talked many times now that it's probably a good thing that they're kind of uh reorganizing i'm sure kind of refocusing from this massive expansion massive uh investment period to to probably getting a little bit more streamlined um but i will say i really hope they don't implode because that would be a huge <laughs> setback for the uh for the plant-based meat, because that they are by far the ones that you see the most in the grocery store and you see at different restaurants, things like that. So um, I would be, it would be unfortunate, I think. For sure, and I don't think, I don't think that's really a risk or close to one yet. Um, <clears throat> certainly, the you know the share is plummeting value. It's down something like ninety some percent since the high. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think they are like short on money. I know I saw something about their actual balance of cash in the bank, and that has declined. Um, okay, but you know, I, I don't think that's the problem. I don't think they'd have trouble getting more investment if they had to. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I just don't think so. Uh, but I, I don't know enough about this stuff. And we have seen some some big meat companies, you know, traditional meat companies, who have yeah. closed uh, closed their like plant based branches. So it, so it is happening, kind of a shakeout perhaps. But I don't think we're going to see these biggest ones anywhere near being yeah. shaken out. Uh, but they just may end up, end up severely disappointing, and over time, turning out not to be the not to be the category winners. Well, uh, McXana, Mc, uh, <laughs> thinks so. She, uh, in, in, in their opinion, faux meats, fake meats are going to be a fad, but veganism <clears throat> in general is here to stay. Uh, I definitely agree with the veganism is here to stay. Not so, not so much about the fake meats. I think, that, I think that they are here to stay as well. Yeah, I do too, and I don't even know if veganism is here to stay as much as plant-based eating mm. or more plant-based eating. I mean, certainly they're always going to be vegans. I don't know if the number of vegans will grow. If it is truly at ten percent now, like we've been seeing in some some estimates, uh, you know, I don't know if we're going to see twenty percent or thirty percent of the world be vegan. That seems like a a huge ask, unless the technology makes it so that no one has to make any sacrifices. And we'll talk about an article today of another example of that happening. Um, but who knows? I, I don't know at all. Um, okay. Bianca well, that's says, some great uh, breaking news. I'm sorry we kind of were in the middle of some tech issues when you were playing the uh, Rebecca Black song, and I, I kind of missed my dancing opportunity. So yeah, I think we I should know. bring that back. Well, <laughs> there you go. 
Oh, that one didn't last oh, long. Oh, man. So I used... <laughs> what? I used okay. to sing this song every day, every Friday, uh, on, <laughs> when I got to the office and, and when I worked in D.C., and they hated me for it. Hated I, me. I did not even know this was... That was out then. Because I didn't... That, I, that song didn't come on my radar till, till my kids discovered it, and they were in... <laughs> really? My son was probably in second grade, maybe. Uh, okay. So like five years ago. So you were long out of your D.C. days by then. And oh yeah, yeah. I didn't have that until we had an Amazon Alexa and we were playing it on there, uh, which is which is more recently. How about this one? This this is I think this is actually better than that one. I don't know that one. It was on the uh, it was a viral video. The two guys dancing and then doing that like kind of running dance. One was filming from the car. It was a great video. If you look up Friday, okay. then it's it's a great Friday <laughs> video. It just puts you in a happy mood. Uh, <clears throat> Julia shared it in our in our Slack. I swear it was going around our team our team mm. channels for a little while. I missed that. All right. Well, you need to get on that. Um, all right. In more important news, Doug. Uh, apparently, yes. this this was on my Twitter yesterday, and then today it's in the New York Post. Uh, Gen Z canceled the hostile thumbs up emoji and wants to ban these nine others. That's a little bit different spin on the story than uh, when I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> what I saw on Twitter was just that uh, you know people were saying, and I think they were saying millennials were saying. That the uh, the thumbs up emoji was was passive aggressive and the people shouldn't use it, but it was part of a bigger story. It was that it made you seem old using a thumbs up emoji, and then they listed a whole bunch more that I don't I don't really know where this list came from. New York Post right. says the official list of canceled emojis includes this. Uh, I, I mean I don't think anyone officially canceled anything, uh, <laughs> but apparently they surveyed people and they decided that thumbs up makes you is not a good look. The red heart, just a straight up heart emoji is bad. The okay hand is, these are things that make you look old. The green check mark, which I like to use that one. Mm -hmm. uh, the poo emoji. Poo is a, an old person thing, I guess. Loud crying face, monkey covering eyes, clapping hands, lipstick kiss mark, and the grimacing face. <clears throat> I don't so know. I use pretty much all of these emojis for the most part. I very rarely use the, the lipping kissing one or the poo one, but I'm a big thumbs upper. I'm a big yeah. uh, red harder when I see puppy photos of puppies that I don't have to take care of. Okay. Um, check mark. Good with that. Loud crying face. Do that one all the time. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, I don't know. This, this is this is making me feel a little bit old, a little bit judged maybe by the uh, by the younger generation. But yeah, um, <laughs> a little bit. So I will say that I I have used the thumbs up in a in a passive aggressive manner before. Uh, I did one today on one of your little things as a joke. I yeah, okay, might... so I was gonna ask you about that. I saw you thumbs up something that <laughs> that it felt weird that you were even thumbs up that you were like reading the thread at all. And then I read this article and I was like, oh my god, what a what a jerk. <laughs> yeah, it was you talking about the great outdoors and how stunning something must have been, and I just thumbs yeah, up. Yeah. Uh, I, when I when I've actually used it in a passive aggressive sense, it's been more like uh, someone argued against my point or something, and I just was sort of like, okay, I don't care, whatever. I don't care enough to do this. I'm thumbsing up and I'm out of this conversation. Uh, it was like, <laughs> sure, have it, you know, whatever you want. That's what uh -huh. I used it to mean. And I don't know if that's what they mean by passive aggressive, but I think that probably is what, what it means and it works very nicely for that. So I'm, I'm going to keep using it in that context. Uh, they didn't include my favorite emoji, which is the, the colon followed by the right parentheses, which is a sideways smiley face, the original one that we all oh, did yeah. back uh -huh. on AOL Instant Messenger before they started actually being these these cartoon things. Uh, and I still, that's still my favorite. I like, and you put the regular semicolon and parentheses for a wink. <laughs> or you can have the you can, winky one. Yeah, You yeah. can put the nose in there if you want. Uh, 
I don't know. I, I like those, and I don't like when they get automatically turned into the cartoons. The cartoons always... When I, so I guess I'm the opposite here. I always felt like if I started putting the cartoon emojis, I was like being a kid. Because that's what yeah. my kids do on their stuff. So I just try to do the text things and show that I'm not going to put those on my on my stuff. Uh, but anyway, emojis are different now. And now it's not just like putting them into your messages. It's more that you click them in response to something. And it's, I don't know, it's a simple way of responding. So they're changing. But uh, you know what I like to do from time to time? to annoy people is write uh write most of my message in emojis you know because because like uh, apple will will like highlight words that you can click and become emojis and so oh, okay. if you do that if you do ah. that and you write most of your message in emoji it, it's it can be fun and it can also be really annoying to try to read and decipher what someone is saying yeah uh, and so i get a kick out of that sometimes because you know i like giving people a hard time and the subject line emojis and emails is kind of annoying to me. I don't really like that. Oh, but we've started well, to do a little bit. We, we do that sometimes. It's effective. <laughs> I know. It works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on to, uh, to some plant-based news. This is a good one from Veg News. Veg News, um, first place that I saw this story. And this is a big one. Starbucks testing vegan chicken in the U.S. for the first time. Uh, <laughs> all right. Should we interrupt? Uh, whole health experience. Yes, uh, yes, I am very much the youngest child in my family. Yeah. Someone has called correctly that Doug is the youngest child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Stephen says, fun fact, in the pre-emoji days, most Western people changed the mouth expression for emotions, emotions, but in Asia, they changed the eyes instead. Uh, that is interesting. Oh. Yeah. I mean, maybe we think the, the mouth is the window to the soul, and, and in Eastern cultures, they think the eyes are the window to the soul. I don't know. Maybe. What do you think? Uh, I, think it's, I think it's the heart. Yeah, I think the words are, are the soul. I don't, that's why I don't use emojis. I think it's better just to, the brain <laughs> is the window to the soul. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Starbucks tests vegan chicken in the U.S. for the first time. Starbucks this has offered is big a... news. I love this. Yes. Sorry. Starbucks uh, has offered a variety of vegan food options everywhere but the United States, and that has just changed. Um, kind of. hasn't really just changed, but it, they're testing to see if it's going to change. It, we have mentioned this before. It's strange that, that uh, to me always, I think of Starbucks as like the perfect place for vegan food to be. It just seems like that must be the clientele of Starbucks because they create that vibe. It just It just feels like a... I don't know, a little bit uppity, kind of like we're better than you and our food should be better than yours and, you know, should should be cruelty-free. Um, but then I started thinking more about it. I was like, well, Starbucks is a massive, massive brand, like one of few brands that, that all, you know, their, their market is almost everybody. I'm sure there are people who just don't ever drink coffee or maybe just say, I don't drink Starbucks coffee. I just like, a, I'm just a I don't know, a construction worker, and I get my coffee at the gas station, and that's what I do. I, plenty of, I just, I just don't think Starbucks seems manly to to a construction worker, you know, vibe. Where you're trying to trying to be tough and strong. I don't know. That that's been my sense. Maybe that's naive. Construction or workers but. like their PL, PSLs too. Maybe they do. I just think it would. I think they would get made fun of by the other workers. I don't know. It's just, I've never obviously done construction work, so what what do I know? This is my impression from the outside. Um, but anyway, so Starbucks is reaching out to is reaching a ton of people, and maybe that's why they don't have vegan stuff because they're they're going for the mainstream audience, and mainstream by and large doesn't want vegan yet. I mean, it's it's growing obviously, but I think maybe that's the reason. Maybe they just need to just like most fast food places, they're they're making this for everybody, and and not everybody wants vegan food for the most part. So anyway, the story is that they are testing. I think it's in three locations, um, could be six, not many. One in one in D.C., two in Virginia. Uh, yeah, three stores only. 18-item uh, new menu, 
and six of these new items are vegan. The ones to be interested in are, Doug, you mentioned the Just Egg all the time, your favorite thing. Yep. That's, uh, that is a feature of several of these things. Uh, and then Daring Plant Chicken, which I don't think I've ever heard of Daring Plant Chicken. No. But uh, good for them, getting getting some sort of deal with Starbucks. Uh, these items, they have this plant-based chicken sausage and pepper sous vide bite, which is kind of interesting. I don't really know what that would be, but that has both the Daring Jalapeno Chicken Sausage and Just Egg Mung Bean-based vegan eggs. Uh that, you know, I, I don't know. Those those kind of eggy things I've never been interested in, so I'm not even that interested in a vegan version, but uh, I, I would definitely try it. Plant-based smoky poblano and black bean sous vide, but they're all into the sous vide. Do you know what sous vide is, Doug? Are you a sophisticated cook like that? Uh, that's where you cook it in a bag, right? Yeah, I think you put it in, in an like airtight or, a, you know, uh-huh. a thing with no air in it, and then you dip it in the water, which is usually a fancy thing. I'm thinking for Starbucks' purpose, it's more of a how to, how to mass-produce decent food move, but I don't know. Uh, so that has the just egg as well. Uh, I don't think they have the chicken in that one. And then plant-based chicken sausage and pepper sandwich mini, first ever vegan chicken sandwich on the Starbucks menu in the U.S., which is a sandwich version of the bite on the test menu. So those are kind of cool. And then the other three are desserts, which are not interesting to me at all. Golden ginger coconut boba bite, mocha coconut boba bite, and warm oatmeal bite with granola crunch. The last one sounds okay, but I don't, I don't need boba tea flavors in my uh, desserts. It's just not, that's not for me. But I don't know. What do you think, Doug? Uh, about the desserts? I don't know. I don't Are you know. into boba tea? Do you know what boba tea is? I do know what boba tea is. Uh, I don't know that I've ever actually had it, though. So Is boba tea bubble tea? Is that the same thing? I think so. It has like little like balls on the bottom. Right. And that's I mean that's what I know of bubble tea. So anyway, this yeah. these dessert even has those tapioca pearls in it. Um, yeah, it doesn't. I don't know. It does not seem good. But whatever. I'm glad they're trying this stuff out, and I hope. I it's mean, successful. what's what's amazing about this though is that 18 item menu, six of them are vegan. So a third of the of the new menu is vegan. Um, right. That's that's pretty impressive. I think that's like a that's a big shift. Yeah. They have they they have had impossible uh, sausage. I'm pretty sure it's about, actually it could be beyond. I'm not totally clear. No, impossible. They've had an impossible sausage sandwich at Starbucks, and they still do at at almost all of them that you go to. You can see that. And it always comes with cheese. And I'm always very confused because I swear I had one of those at some point, like a couple years ago on the way to a soccer thing. I swear I had one and it didn't have cheese on it. But I don't know how because you can't get it without cheese. It automatically comes with it and it's pre-made. So I must okay. be thinking of like the Dunkin' Donuts thing because they have it too. Yeah. And there you could, I think you can get it without. Uh, so I don't know. But anyway, so I, I don't know if it's good, but it's like it's just, it's just weird. It's like you, they're making that if you're interested in vegetarian but not vegan – or like we talked about, you're an omnivorous eater and you just want to eat a little less meat, but you don't mind still having cheese. But it's just weird. I always feel like that misses the mark when companies do that. But what no. do I know? Um, looks like bubble tea and boba tea is the same thing. Okay. Good to know. Yes. Or the next time I don't try it. <laughs> I would try it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? It just doesn't seem good. But maybe it is. People love it. So it must, must be something to it. Mm-hmm. Anything people love is good. <laughs> i don't know i okay. don't know if i agree with that one <laughs> no it's not true at all uh all right we're moving on yeah let's move on okay this one we'll be quick with this one uh from new york post again uk vegan fined for refusing to stop mice infestation over her ethical beliefs uh did you just did you have a mice saga recently doug i i'm currently living a mice saga okay and are I your ethical talked about are that, your ethical so. beliefs getting in the way of Yes, you know, yes, because our, yeah. our, our, 
our non-fatal traps are not working. <laughs> like, right. Right. Yeah. It's, so I don't know. We're going to have to make some decisions because it's been like uh, almost 10 days now of us trying to catch this mouse and uh, got to figure out what to do. I lost you for a second there, Doug, but I think you said you it's not working and you haven't caught the mouse. Got to figure out. What oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's been about 10 days. We got to make some decisions because uh, 10 days is too long to have a mouse in the house. Yeah. yeah pe- I mean. So people do the, the non-fatal traps and they trap them and then they take them away and you have to take them really far away, I think, to get them to not come back, um, which I guess that's what you got to do. And it's that's all you have to do. That doesn't sound so bad. But I think, I don't know. It's just... I think if it's too late for that, if you've already got multiple mice, then it's going to be a big problem. Uh, yeah. When we had this issue, we eventually got a cat. That that was our, <laughs> our it really, and that's what we did. Uh, we just rescued a cat again. So again, not not we're not getting a breed or a cat or something because that wouldn't be the ethical solution to this. Uh, but we just figured that's a natural thing. Get a cat that needs to be rescued. It deters the mice. I don't think she ever caught one. I could be wrong about that, but I don't think she ever caught one. So just sort of natural all the time deterrent, and they they moved on. They found a new place. Uh, smart. That, and you get and, a cat, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's it's a complicated solution because now we've moved we're two houses away from then, and we still have the cat. So just <laughs> and two dogs. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, but no mice. But anyway, no I mice. mean, I've I've searched for issues. In fact, Stephen, our longtime viewer, Stephen has uh, he gave me some tips about how to deal with mice and or how to you know put things up to deter them. I think maybe it was peppermint oil and tin foil or something. Uh, I don't know, but there there are ways, and you can find them. It, but they're just they're not. It's tough. So anyway, what happened with this woman uh, is she she actually liked the mice. She considered them her pets. This is the UK woman, Margaret Manzoni, seventy three years old. Uh, she was repeatedly warned by local officials to stop the infestation that had spread to her neighbors' homes, uh, and even forced them to move because of the stench. So that's not good. Mm. And uh, she she looked after these mice. She said that they they liked her so much and she cared for them so that they wouldn't go to the neighbor's house she thought they would just stay with her because they were depending on her for food or whatever she was doing to uh help them she was giving them food and shelter uh she's a a self-styled ethical vegan so good to know uh you know and, and she's been fined and had to keep going up to the city council area and i don't think there's been a resolution yet um but i don't i don't know i was just kind of wondering like what uh like, where's the line with this stuff? What do you do, right? You can't let animals take over your house. It's a very, I think, natural and, and okay thing to want to sort of defend your territory and make an environment <laughs> that is not one that's hospitable for other species to live in, right? Yeah. Or, or, or if a person came and tried to live in my house, I would say, no, you can't live here. This is my house. Uh, but, you you know, mice aren't going to listen to reason. So I don't I don't know what to do about these sorts of things. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean... <laughs> You don't. I, I, Stephen asks, "What's the harm if they're not eating your food?" I mean, the harm is like it's I stitched. got two kids. They, you know, they poop everywhere. They poop on our counters. Like I got two kids that are eating just anything and everything. I don't want them to have to deal with any of that. And they are eating some of our. They have gotten into some of our food. So, um, uh, yeah. I mean, right. Like you gotta. For me, it's not. A, I don't want to kill them if I don't have to. I'm gonna to try to catch them and release them far, far away. But I also am gonna plug up any holes I can find to make sure they don't come back. Um, but yeah, you need a deterrent. You need some, even if not a cat. There should be something like a robo cat that just sort of scares meow. them away so they don't want to come back. 
Just know. something that meows all night? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that'd be good. Right. So someone says mice can carry disease. Yeah. yeah and that's true. Exactly. And I wondered if that was true. Like, we were kind of out in the country when this was happening, and I was wondering if since they were, like, field mice and not city rats or something, if that'd be less likely. Uh, but anyway, I don't know. So then I was starting to think about, like, just human development in general, and our roads are taking animal habitats, and all that. And I went down this sort of road. Uh, but yeah, I mean, at, at some point you got to draw the line and I don't, hopefully it doesn't come to killing the mice, but I, I, I don't know. We can't, we can't be having them as pets. I don't think unless they're contained and they're actually in like a pet area in your house and can't go to the neighbor's house. Yeah. All right. Um, daily John says, remember to check the have a heart traps daily made that mistake once. I don't know what that means. You get a, you get I a think mouse. That, that means, yeah, you don't want to leave a mouse stuck in there for for too long. Right. right. Certainly not. Okay, moving on. Um, we're running out of time here, Doug, so let's let's get into something that is uh, more important. Uh, soy myth busting. We, we busted some soy myths yesterday, sort of the the one that soy protein gets lowers quality when you process it. Um, I, I happen to notice the American Heart Association had, Association had an article up today uh, about soy, clearing up questions on whether tofu is healthy. The, the short version of the article is absolutely, and they say that it is, and I'm just glad to see this. I'm glad to see that the mainstream uh, narrative is that tofu, soy are a good thing and not some awful thing to be scared of because of estrogen uh, or other really baseless fears. Um, their research by, let's see, 210,000 U.S. healthcare professionals found that those eating at least one serving of tofu a week had an 18% lower risk of heart disease compared to those wow. who rarely ate tofu. Uh, that certainly could be a correlation, not causation. I don't know any details about it. Uh, if you eat tofu, then you're likely probably making other healthy choices, and that might be the reason for your lower risk rather than the tofu itself. Uh, but the point is, having that tofu isn't, you know, suddenly making heart disease worse for sure. Uh, right. Anyway, so they, they pointed on many more, and there's a, they work, there's a nutritionist or a, a doctor here who's quoting throughout the article, pointing out that uh, that really that cardio sorry that uh, that that risks about these isoflavones and the, the estrogen like effects totally just no reason to be worried about that. So uh, I'm just glad to see that in the mainstream because that's that's sort of been a thorn in our side for a long time. This idea that that soy and tofu are, are bad for us. Yeah, yeah, love it. <clears throat> All right. Um, I think I think we should uh, for to wrap it up with um, people on plant based diets eat little fruit, vegetables, and whole grains. Okay, let's do that. That's a good one, um, <clears throat> and let's tie that in with the dole with the dole ad. So dole, okay, dole has been this is the fruit company dole in the UK. They have been putting out these malnutrition facts campaigns, and it's these big, large posters that are the size of like posters that you see you know, on the wall or subway or whatever, uh, and they are entirely colored with fruit-based inks and the point at least what i gathered is that the point is like that these posters contain more nutrition than most people are getting i don't know if it's in a certain day or a certain meal or what um or than most of the snacks that people in this country eat which in there in the uk um i mean is that is that the gist of it am i missing anything there doug yeah i think i think <clears throat> it's uh yeah focused on snacks so like there's more nutrition in this poster in the ink of this poster than there is in the snack that you're eating um which is honestly, I, th- I think this is pretty brilliant. I think it's a pretty powerful statement, and uh, I thought it was a really good kind of marketing marketing ploy from from Dole here. 
Yeah, and what I liked about it is that the the age old quote that we all say is like when we sort of point to what the problems are with the food system and everything, and everybody eventually says, "Well, there's not much money in in marketing broccoli, or we don't get much, you know, out of that." Like, there's always going to be money in in marketing these junk foods, but <clears throat> you're not going to see a lot of marketing done for the healthy foods because there's just not not much money to be made there. So whenever you see that there is actual clever marketing being done. Uh, this brings to mind like California raisins, for example, Doug, which might've been a little before your time, but that was a massive successful marketing, you know, smart, interesting campaign, not just saying eat more vegetables and fruits because it's healthy for you. Uh, but they made it seem cool and they, you know, increased raisin sales a ton then. Um, so I just like, I like this when we see innovation happening in the marketing, uh, for, for good old whole fruits and vegetables. Uh, and the reason that we need more of that, as you alluded to, Doug, is that people on plant-based diets eat little fruit, vegetables, and whole grains. This is from a new survey about dietary habits among 808 participants who adhere to plant-based diets. It's from a PhD research fellow's work at the University of Agder, which I don't know where that is. Uh, I think it's in Norway. Um, but anyway, they said that uh, that half the people on the, on the plant-based diet do not get the amount of fruit, vegetables, and whole grains uh, and consume more sugar than recommended at least by the Norwegian dietary guidelines, uh, which is not a good thing. I don't think I kept looking and I couldn't find what percentage of people not on plant-based diets don't get. Yeah, the, right. The, that was the big problem with the studies. It was looking just at how plant-based eaters compare to the nutritional guidelines, not how plant-based eaters compare to non-plant-based eaters, which I think is is an important thing that's kind of missing here. But it was looking just at just at plant-based eaters. But only half of participants in the study reported that they eat one fruit every day. Seventy-five percent answered that they eat vegetables every day. That's good. I don't know what you don't what you eat if you don't eat vegetables on a plant-based diet. And twenty-five percent answered that they eat whole grain you, products daily. You really don't know what you eat if you don't eat vegetables on a plant-based diet. <laughs> the well, thing I mean, we talk about every single episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be hard to eat just fake meat, right? I mean, <laughs> you got to put yeah. at least like a vegetable on top of it. Yeah, I don't know if they're counting stuff like potatoes and stuff like that, uh, or okay. or rice. I mean, I, I honestly like before I was vegan and or before I was vegetarian even. Like I used to eat chicken breast and rice, and that was like my main food, and that was a perfectly healthy meal. And sometimes, every now and then, I'd manage to cook a vegetable and have that as well. But it's pretty easy to go and forget about vegetables if you just don't eat them, especially if the center of your plate doesn't. Like I said, like with plant-based diets, we've talked about this a little bit recently. Um, it's just like most of the meals that we have, they just feature a bunch of stuff. And like they're not one piece of protein in the middle of the plate. And then, right, you know, right. in your extra time, you manage to fill that in with other stuff. And that's when the vegetable, to me, gets lost. If the vegetable is essential to the meal because you're making a stew and, you know, seven of the eight ingredients are vegetables, you eat vegetables. So I think that's that's how you do it. The way to not eat vegetables on a plant-based diet to me is eat these fake meats as the center of your plate, fill in the rest with starches of some kind, uh, and then just forget to eat vegetables. So that's, you know, I think it's pretty easy to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, to me, like, this is not at all saying plant-based diets are bad. I wish they would have given us that other piece of, of data to know how much sure. better or worse they are than a, than a typical diet, at least in this person's eyes or this data group's eyes. But what it does tell us is that being vegan, and I, I guess, I don't know if they're saying, because they looked at, I think, at, at different types of plant-based diets, but you know, being vegan does not mean being healthy necessarily. It is a different thing. I think yeah. we all understand that. We've, we've made that point a lot of times now. Uh, but it's easy to forget with all these amazing meat, 3D printed beyond meat. Well, not, not 3D printed <laughs> beyond meat, but 3D printed meats and beyond stuff. I mean, it's, it's amazing, delicious stuff happening. 
but uh, it's it's not really the point of a plant-based diet as far as the, the nutrition goes. Yeah, as, as someone points out in the comments here, plant-based eaters are humans too. Like we're drawn to what tastes good and, uh, and you know, we're not always going to eat perfect diets. And I think like that's, that's why it's important to, to pay attention to, you know, making sure that you're getting a variety, that paying, that you're trying new foods, that you're taking supplements if you need to, that you're doing all these things. So, I mean, I'm going to add, like this, this is kind of disappointing, I guess, that more people aren't meeting their nutritional requirements, uh, even on a plant-based diet, but not all that surprising, I guess. Yeah, uh, one more thing to add. Actually, two more things. First of all, it says the 808 subjects an that answered this thing uh, said that they adhere to one of these plant-based diets. And the choice is that uh, these are all considered plant-based by the survey. Vegan diet, lacto-ovo vegetarian diet, meaning you're, you're vegetarian but you're still eating plenty of dairy and eggs. Uh, a pescatarian diet, so you can even be eating some fish on this and be counted in their plant-based data set. And even a flexitarian diet, where you seek to reduce the consumption of animal source food. So you can actually be eating animal products still, you know, not just fish, but, but every other meat as well. And as long as you are seeking to reduce the consumption of animal foods, then you would be counted in this survey. So now we don't even know, you know, where the vegans are in this in this group. So hopefully the, the actual survey data has much more information than this. I couldn't find a link to it. Uh, but it would be interesting to know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, how many? How often do you eat fruit? Do you eat fruit every day? Yeah, definitely have fruit every day. Uh, I I have an easier time eating fruit than I do vegetables. Uh, mm. I'll have I'll have bananas most days, berries probably half days with via a smoothie or something, uh, an apple or an orange. You know, I do that, and then dry, a lot of dried fruit. I'll eat the plant bites or bar bars or whatever, and get mm. dates that way. So yeah, fruit. Fruit, I don't have a problem with. Why? You, you don't eat much fruit? No, no, I, I do. I, I, yeah, but I see how it. For me, that would be the easiest one to not eat. I guess. Um, like I, I mm -hmm. will usually have uh, a smoothie or you know like an a, a apple snack or something like that. But it's pretty rare that I'm just like popping berries or a banana on its own. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. To me, I'm to me you. that would that's the one that would be the easiest for me not to get. Even though you I gotta love get rid it. of those corn chips, you gotta ditch the corn chips so they're no longer in the house. And then when you come snack time, all you have is bananas. Nope, not gonna happen. You know, <laughs> yesterday I was making <laughs> I was making lunch. And I made a little wrap with some leftovers and a bunch of greens and stuff. And uh, I went. I was like, oh, you know what's gonna be perfect? Some corn chips. <laughs> I went into the cupboard and they were gone. And I was so disappointed. Like I like literally, oh, no. it hurt. It hurt me. How were they gone? Who are other people in the house eating the corn chips? Yeah, maybe. You know, I guess so. I guess Katie got into those corn chips. Or the girls are learning. They're watching the Daddy girls. do it. Oh, yeah. They, <laughs> the girls love corn chips. <laughs> Dude, they... Dipped in hummus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not, not the worst snack in the world that they could be addicted to, so it's all right. Uh, but that, that, uh, that dull ad might have more nutritional value. I'm not sure. Perhaps. Uh, and last thing here is that they pointed out that there's too little iodine in the diet of these plant-based diet people. I don't, I don't know how that really fits in. Um, yeah, the whole but... thing is weird. Yeah, but but apparently, I guess in Norway, a lot of the iodine people get um, is from well milk and dairy products. Which, by the way, when you get iodine from milk and dairy products, it's not from it's not from a good wholesome thing. It's from it's from the cleaning products that are used on milk and dairy equipment that has iodine in it. Iodine is is in cleaning products, and that gets into the final product. Uh, so it just sort of makes its way in via a cleaning product. So it's kind of a gross way to get iodine. Uh, just you know, public service announcement there uh <laughs> and but also white fish and eggs 
So those, if you cut out those foods, then you're especially prone to iodine deficiency. So yeah, yeah I guess that's true. Uh, good reason to take a supplement, like a, like a complement, which contains iodine. Uh, of course, the show is always presented by complement, and we try not to actually run ads on it, but good, good, good chance to remind people of that. Yeah. Um, good. Okay. Then I think we've hit most of the stuff we needed to hit today, Doug. Not too much yeah. other huge news. Uh, good. Okay. Any good weekend plans? Um, do the whole like fall thing, hike, pumpkins, all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. Our town. What are you, are, what are you cooking up this weekend? I don't have any cooking plans yet. I was just thinking that it would be a fun thing to do would be to make something. But then I started thinking about our schedule and what's going on. So tonight's probably the only chance to do it. Um, our town, it has a, has a little fall festival thing okay. and it has rides. So my son goes to, tra- he trains at this like nearby soccer field. We went to it the other day, which is where the festival is going to be. And we noticed that they were putting in all these rides, the, the Ferris wheel and the zippers and oh, all wow. those things were there. Okay. I've noticed that I am getting more and more like paranoid about things as I get older. And when I was a kid, I would go on zippers all the time. I had no problem with that. I just loved it. Did not think twice about the possibility that the whole ride's going to collapse or that some random guy setting it up didn't tighten one screw because he's not licensed and they move this thing from town to town every week. <laughs> didn't cross my mind. But now it absolutely does, and there's no way I'm getting near a zipper or even a Ferris wheel at a, at a town fall festival. But I will drink whatever beer they're serving there because they're going to have some. And hopefully they'll Are have... you letting your kids get near those? That's no. the question. No. no. Well, you, I said merry-go-round we can do. Everything else will be a game time decision, but no one's getting off more than twenty feet off the ground. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna be pushing more beers on Daddy so that uh, <laughs> yeah, right, so, so that they can go on the rides. <laughs> right, I'm all for I I love roller coasters. I'm all for a ride that is like stationary and it has a track record and it's successful and there's accountability, mm-hmm. insurance. Not into a local carnival, you know, <laughs> show where they just skip town when somebody somebody dies. <laughs> Oh, that's sad. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand though. I, I guess I haven't thought about it yet. My kids aren't old enough to do the rides, so I don't right? Know. Yeah, well, you will. I will. All right. Uh, good. Nice long show today. Sorry about the audio troubles that we had uh, of a different varieties today. A couple of them. Uh, so yeah. Hopefully that'll be all straightened out. I don't know what caused any of it, so hopefully we've straightened out next time. But uh, always good. Good attendance today. Thanks for the participation, everybody. Sure makes these shows a lot more fun when people are are chiming in along so thank you for that um and we'll be back monday these are still fun i'm just i'm only picking up in my enthusiasm for them so uh looking forward to many more absolutely awesome hope everybody has a great weekend and matt stay safe keep those kids safe all right (laughs) thanks see ya